0: Welcome to another bonus podcast. My name is Thalia. I'm one of the pastors on staff, and I'm sitting with Crystal and Nancy.
1: So can you introduce yourselves, Crystal, first? Sure. I'm Crystal Tabes, pastor of women here at Northview, regular on this podcast. Yes.
2: And And one of our favorite guests. (laughs) That's very kind of you. I'm Nancy Steiger, uh, mother of two and um, administrative assistant at Apologetics Canada, and I get to see these ladies here in the office. That's pretty cool. And mm-hmm. your life is getting pretty busy these oh, days. Oh yes, we are in full conference planning mode. I said to Andy the other day, I said I love my job about ten months of the year. But, yes. the, yeah. but this is the time when I don't like my job, January and February. But I, I even love my job in March. Yeah, when the conference happens, I love the conference. But the planning is sometimes well, it's just so not many fun. details. Yes, we're yeah.
1: even finding that with our women's conference yeah. coming up next US. week. Yeah. yeah, but it's a, a smaller scale. But still, it's just all those details you have to think of, right? And all yeah. the emails you have to send and the yeah. people that want clarification on this and that. Yeah, yeah just as busy. It so,
2: totally is. So give us a plug for the Apologetics Conference. March 4th and 5th, our 6th annual... Wow. I just lost my headphones. Hang on. 6th <laughs> annual at Northview at or... No, 6th um, annual? annual conference, right? like in our history. Yeah. Our first couple were... Um, at Coquitlam Alliance and then at Peace Portal. So it's our fourth year at Northie, which actually makes it even funner because our volunteers are coming back and they know yeah. what they're doing and yeah. we have a great, great team. So we have a great lineup of speakers too. Jay Werner Wallace is coming back for the third time. Nice. People love him and he mm-hmm. does a great job. Mm-hmm. And my personal favorite is uh, Natasha Crane. Oh. If you haven't heard of Natasha Crane, as moms and parents, she is a parenting blogger, and she talks um, from an apologetic approach. Hmm. So she just releasing a book just before the conference called Keeping Your Kids on God's Side. Wow. So we are super, I'm super excited to have her, and... Uh, To see what she, um, and to see how people react to her and the things that she has to say. So it'll be really cool. Is she one of the main speakers or just a breakout? She is a rethinking speaker. So she speaks for, so they're the shorter TED Talk style speakers. So she'll speak for 20 minutes, present her, so she's having a crisis of faith. So from nominal Christian, from a nominal believer to a passionate believer. So then there's also a former Muslim and a former atheist. So she'll speak in that and then her breakout session will be about parenting. So very exciting. So So, the the shorter session will be in the worship center though, in the big room? Yes, Yeah. yeah and we'll make sure mom's that she has a nice big size room so we can all go hear her. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. So, so tell us good.
0: about tickets and signing up.
2: Um you can go online to com and register there. As well, um use thinking15 is a 10% discount code. So mm. when you go in and you purchase your ticket, they'll say discount code and use thinking15. So that'd be no thinking 16 oh. and you'll get 10% off. So yeah. And there'll be tickets available at church the next couple of weekends yes. too? This yeah. Sunday we're selling at Northview um, on Mission Campus and here in Abbotsford. So yeah, come see us um, at in Centre Court and in the front foyer. Sounds nice. good.
0: Yeah. Okay, Crystal, give us an update on the Women's Conference coming up.
1: Yeah, we're really excited about it. We're gathering all our volunteers and getting ready for orientation, doing that kind of stuff. We have women coming a lot from Northview, some from other churches, uh, some from Central Church in Chilliwack and nice. Crossway Church in Surrey. And so we're excited about that. Um, it's going to be great. The Book of First John. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of did double duty uh Greg wanted me to help with TLC teaching, so I said, well, will do it if it's on the book of First John, because I'm already <laughs> studying that for the conference, so it's kind of fun to really be digging into that book. There is a lot of great information in there, and I've been meeting with all the different people who are going to be speaking, uh, Leslie Elson and uh, Angie will be doing some large group teaching, and then we have a bunch of different panels of people sharing you know, practically how they love in truth. And how they love Indeed, which is what the, first book, the book of First John is all about. Not just saying we love people, but actually walking that out. And so Jennifer Thrones and Kendra Gerbrandt and Thalia are going to be on that truth panel. And Jamie Urema and Lynn Prediger and um, Jen Hebert are going to be on the, the kind of the loving Indeed nice. panel. And wow. so just so many great stories. I'm just That's excited cool. of yeah. what people are going to experience and hear when they're there. So is there yeah. still
0: space to sign
1: up? There is. Mm-hmm. We have about hundred and last I checked, 163 registrations. Awesome. So 300 is about maxed out in there. Okay, but, mm-hmm. yeah, we're at a very this 160 to 180 is kind of their regular weekend service. So if you're at mission and you kind of kind of visualize what that looks like in terms of the room, there's you know be some room in the balcony and spaces here and there. But there's yeah, definitely room to sign up.
2: That's awesome. So where do people yeah. sign
1: up? Online, okay. uh, Northview.org. Uh, and then you go into the women's page on both the Abbotsford and mission campus pages. It's just under women, the first thing to sign up. And if that is freaky to you, if you don't like online <laughs> signups, just call us and we'll do it in the office here. No problem. Missions, good. they're going to have a table, I think they're in the foyer this week as well, but, um, in Abbotsford, we're not going to, we did that last weekend, but there's a lot of Abbotsford people that have signed up, so we'll let them do it online. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move to our topic of the
0: day. Our topic is extroverts and introverts in the church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally fun topic for us. So first, let's talk about the actual definition, and then we'll talk about how it's often believed to be, like the myths around it. Absolutely. So I did a little bit of research, had to dust off my psychological brain because I studied (laughs) this years ago at school. But extroverts and introverts, or extroversion and introversion, is actually a term coined by Carl Jung, a very famous psychologist in the 1920s, and he saw them as aspects of our personality, he he saw them as um, each person is not totally an extrovert or not totally an introvert, we fall somewhere on a continuum. And he defined it as, uh, for example, extroversion are people who get their energy from people, And introverts are people, uh, introverts get drained by people. So it's Mm -hmm. where you get your
1: energy from, which is the difference. So what recharges you to face life? Exactly. Being with people or being by yourself. Right. So so
2: Thalia, what are you? Introvert. That's, that's so funny. I never would have, I never would have thought that that would be. Well, that's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because we think stereotypically, we think introverts is being shy or people that kind of sit in a corner, wait for people to approach them. And not
0: talkative, not communicative.
2: Can't be on stage. And that they would have a job where your job is so surrounded <laughs> by people all no. day long. Yeah. I know. It's true. So what are you, Nancy? I am an extrovert. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> actually, it was
0: actually. I wouldn't have known that.
2: You wouldn't have known that? Nope. Yeah, it's funny. I yeah, I love people. In fact, when I first started working with Apologetics Canada, we worked, I worked at home and Andy would come home having been with people all day. And I'd be like, oh my word, I need to get out of here, (laughs) (laughs) like talk to me. And he would just be done. And, and so coming and working in the office at Northview has just been so fantastic Mm -hmm. to have those relationships as a part of my job. It's just fantastic. I love it. It's cool. Yeah.
1: Crystal? Introvert too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little
0: bit about the myths. Like we often think, oh, if you're introverted, like we talked about, oh, then they're shy. I don't like people, can't socialize, can't go to events, mm-hmm. hate being in
2: front of people. Mm-hmm.
0: Can't be a great speaker then no. if you're an introvert. Yeah. That's yeah. what we think. is a-
1: Scared of crowds, yeah. like someone who just kind of holes away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And extroverts, what are the myths around that? Nancy might know better. <laughs>
2: Both
0: were are know. struggling I, I, to. Yeah, I, 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 your I don't even know
2: what a myth about. I think it's just all true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we often think uh, that extroverts are better than introverts because yes. they are kind of friendly and social and outgoing, and they like to be at events and parties. We kind of life of the party kind of idea. Yeah. So extroverts are better yeah, is kind of our yeah. thinking. And
2: there are times when I've had enough of people. Like I do have my limits where I like I don't want to be around people anymore, and mm-hmm. I need. Some personal quiet space right so that's not just because you're an extrovert. doesn't mean you always like people so yeah
1: i think especially as teenagers like i think looking back on my teenage years and even talking to my kids um they see those people that are willing ready to go up on stage and ready to be the fun person in the games as the cool people right as the people that everybody Mm -hmm. wants to be around and so this idea that if i'm not quite that kind of a person if i'm more reason Um, Yeah, just quieter or more reserved than I can't be part of that cool crowd. I can't do ministry or I can't do things. So they tend to identify themselves that way.
0: Yeah. And the problem is when we cling to our labels. And if we say, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm an introvert. So that means I can't go up on stage. I can't teach a group of people. I can't attend that big event. And That's a problem when we hold our label too tightly.
1: Yeah, it stifles us from being part of the church, yeah. from building relationships with people, and from pushing ourselves to grow. Like none of us want to be stuck in labels that we've thought of ourselves as a kid, right? You don't want to be stuck in that your whole life. Absolutely. So, And, and
0: yeah. same for an extrovert. We wanna, don't want to think, okay, I'm an extrovert. It means I always have to be with always, people. Yeah. Yeah. And if
2: I'm alone, oh my goodness, I'm going to be immediately discouraged, depressed, or lonely. Yeah, and just because I'm an extrovert doesn't mean I always want to be the one up front right no. doesn't always don't always want to do those things it's, and it's not even necessarily means that that if you're an extrovert that 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 you even enjoy those sorts of things right see i'm gonna i do so it's hard to <laughs> that's why so we invited when we you have like those <laughs>
1: staff fun days where you have to do like a skit on the moment oh, like that's... when you're a youth group and they had to do a skit did oh. you like that
2: i i did oh, oh no. see i hated that that torture. was like my dread like if they said skit night i'd be like oh no the like or run away
1: I still want to run away. Oh. You ran away on me in the middle of a skit. <laughs> oh. away, the women's reaching and just, I said, nope. Can't do <laughs> she it. stomped up. Yeah, yeah. I
0: can't do it. I, and you know, and then I regret it later because I think it looks so fun, but I just can't make myself in some circumstances. And people laugh at me because I'm on stage on Saturday night being the MC for the Saturday night service. Mm-hmm. And I'm nervous, that's for sure. But I do enjoy it at the same time. And people yeah. are just completely amazed. How can you do that as an introvert?
2: Yeah. But it doesn't have anything to do with that. And he's an introvert, you know, in that, like, people drain him. There's times when he needs to be at home by himself, you know, with just us as a family to recharge. Because being around people all day is, does drain his batteries. Yeah.
1: I feel sometimes, just as an image, I feel sometimes, you know, you have a... A string that's kind of frayed on it. Mm. I sometimes feel like my insides are like this frayed oh. string, and then I just mm-hmm. need that recharge time. And okay, and then they can be covered up again. But it's like this feeling of almost pain or almost like yeah. discord. Like I just feel like oh, I just frazzled, and that's gonna break apart if I don't stop. I I, I can when, sense it in myself when hmm. it's just been too much.
2: And I think that's a pitfall <clears throat> even for extroverts because I know that when I when we first started coming to Northview, and there are just so many people and so many cares, and I mean maybe it's not necessarily, but we take them on. And because we love people and we love being around people, we can still get to that frayed place, right? Just because it's people and they recharge our batteries, but they can actually, it can be draining and we all have limits.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: So let's look at what the Bible says. What
0: does the Bible say about introverts and extroverts?
1: Uh, Nothing, really. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Not a whole lot. It's not a category (laughs) that we
2: find within it. No. Carl Carl Jung came up with it, remember? (laughs) 1920s.
0: (laughs) Nancy, you have your a Bible open there with Psalm 139, one of my very favorite psalms in terms of describing how we are
2: made and how God views us. Okay. I'm going to read verses 1 and 2, and then I'm going to skip down to, um, I think it's verse 13 or 14. So you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. I'll just skip down to verse 13 here. You have created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So
0: whatever traits we have, we are wired that way by God. Yeah. And that's not an accident and that's not wrong. So it's not a mistake. mm -mm, It's not a mistake. We need to remind each other of that, that whether you're an extrovert or an introvert or whatever trait you have, it's been wired by God, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. So he has purposes for it, for mm-hmm. who you are, to
1: use you in the way that he can.
2: Yeah.
0: So regardless of our label, what are some things that God intended us for?
1: Well, right from the beginning, if you look at the story of creation, God said to Adam that it's not good for a man to be alone. And this idea of people are wired for relationship. Yeah. It's something that we're meant to be in. We're not, it's not healthy for us to be constantly alone. hmm
2: yeah. And in that relationship to to love and care for each other. hmm right? I mean, that's the purpose of the church, right? And to help equip each other and build each other up in in our walk with God. Yeah. So we're all intended
0: to do these things regardless of which label we have or where we fall in the continuum.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I want to read you a quote that I found as I was doing a little bit of research on this topic. This is what it says. Four things introverts want the church to know about them. Tim Challies, an introverted blogger and pastor, has this to say about personality types. Both introverts and extroverts will face particular temptations to sin. My temptation as an introvert is to run away from people instead of serve people. It is to be selfish instead of giving. Introversion is what I am, not who I am. And this is where the discussion of introversion and extroversion often seems to go wrong. We elevate these traits too high and use them to justify selfishness instead of selflessness. I have to be slow to define myself in a biblical categories. That means in categories that are not in the Bible. This is not to say that it's wrong to say that I'm an introvert, but this is a distinction the Bible does not make. With this being the case, I don't want to allow introversion to define me or to dictate my behavior. Introversion is a useful description, but a poor definition.
2: Mm -hmm. Hmm.
0: And then he continues on. Whether you're an extrovert or introvert, I guarantee at some point you'll be misunderstood or overlooked. Surprise, surprise, right? (laughs) And you'll face temptation to sin under the pretense of, that's just my personality. Mm. Or I can't help who I am. When we look to our personalities to define us, we'll undoubtedly fall short. Personalities are not sacred things incapable of being sanctified. Rather, we should all strive to be transformed more and more into the image of Christ who exemplifies all the best
2: things about both personality types. I love that line about personalities are not sacred things incapable of being sanctified. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know that sometimes we do, we cling to our personalities and use, as, and use it as an excuse for our behavior and that yeah. I'm not changeable. Right, I'm not. I can't change that. That's who I am. Right. In our society,
1: we want we kind of define the people that love us as oh they love me for who I am. Mm -hmm. They're not asking me to change. Well, that's not always the best way to define it. Like we still need to be accountable
2: for who we are. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes our personality traits can be our greatest asset, but also our greatest liability. Right. So if we if we use it as an excuse, it will be a liability Mm -hmm. rather than an asset. Right.
0: And Crystal and I hear that a lot. People will come and meet with us and they'll say, oh, I can't do this or that because I'm an introvert. Hmm."
2: Mm
0: -hmm. And we just want to shake them and say, yes, you can, because (laughs) I am an introvert. And I'm always choosing to step outside of my comfort box. Mm -hmm. And it's not easy, but it is worthwhile. It is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's scary when people say that when they, because they want to be in relationship, but they don't want to take the steps of obedience necessary to be in that relationship and to kind of go through that scary in between time of getting to know people and putting yourself out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But it's just going to lead to further, um, disengagement and yeah. further disillusionment, right. Mm-hmm. If they just don't push through that. So, yeah.
2: yeah. And do you know what? Meeting people is scary for extroverts, not just introverts. Yeah. That's true. Right. You know, hoping that you'll find that person that you connect with. Right. I mean, you can meet a bazillion people and say hello to a bazillion, but do have you cut, walked away with a meaningful, like friendship or connection or someone you know so that's not I don't think it's just an introvert trait
0: so where would extroverts fall short do you think where would they use their label as an excuse (laughs) (laughs) and that's like it's great being an extrovert (laughs) what's the problem problem? there
2: are no excuse there's just no pitfalls no I think our pitfalls just saying and you guys just that we sometimes try like we don't I'm too much, like almost too much. There's too much of Nancy sometimes on the <laughs> on on the table, right? There's not necessarily enough holding back and respecting the other people around that, so that like we can you're be ready? overbearing, okay? Rather than that's respect, what you're worried about, yeah, about be. being overbearing. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and making sure that other people have a chance to contribute and that you're being thoughtful, right, in the way that you interact with people and and considerate and inclusive, right, and not just like railroading people yeah a couple of the extroverts
0: in my life have said that sometimes they love people so much that in a room full of people they want to meet everybody and talk to everybody so mm-hmm. they kind of feel a little flighty they go from person to person to person to person and feel like a little bit gypped if they haven't talked to everybody by the end of the evening yes but yeah. then the interactions are often short and light instead of deeper Instead of deeper y-
2: yes yeah, yeah. yeah. we're Where someone who's maybe introverted would take the time to just have a a conversation with a couple people that that go deeper and are more meaningful. Mm -hmm. That's actually my prayer. When I go to
0: an extended family gathering or birthday party, I actually pray beforehand and say, Lord, could I just have one or two little bit longer, more in-depth conversations? Because then I'll feel like this was a good event. Mm -hmm. I just don't like it when it's all light chatter stuff all evening long i just feel like it's just feels like you've been reading a magazine or eating chips all evening
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's so true that's even i that's i've resonate with that in regards to when our family gets together there's my my immediate family there's 25 of us mm. when we all get together so to have that meaningful conversation with at least one of my sisters is is something that when i walk away i'm like oh, that was great but oftentimes that does not happen
1: yeah so. Especially with the age your kids are at and everything, right? I Yeah. Never, yeah. When my yeah. kids are little, coming away from evenings, thinking, I don't think I had like a solid conversation with anybody because yeah. I was chasing kids around or mm-hmm. dealing with this hurt knee and that, whatever. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah.
1: Yep.
0: So I thought we would do a little fun thing here. I wrote down the top 10 things introverts dread in church and how we at Northview try to make these a little bit more
1: comfortable for everyone.
0: So, and we'll tell some stories around it, because I know I have some stories.
1: Anyway, And you can chime in too, Nancy, okay. if you think that this is not just an introvert thing. <laughs> okay, so here's I'll top. dispel
2: some myths. not right 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 in there. any order. This yeah. is
1: number one.
0: Turn around and greet the people around you. Shake hands. Introduce your, to yourself to someone. <laughs> I hate <At> those.
1: <laughs> well, the worst, ah! is, the worst is when you actually have to say something specific. When yes. they say, ask your person this, or mm. say, yeah, mm-hmm. say God bless you, or something <laughs> that you just don't feel like saying. It's terrible. Oh. We used to have that at the worship center all the time, every mm-hmm. week, and then that got changed. Yes. See, and
2: I, and I think it's, like, I resonate with, like, I agree, but I'm like, like, yeah, sure, we say hello or whatever, and maybe that's good for the person that's not been there, but come on, really? Like, it's so contrived. I know. You know, so contrived. So Gosh. what we've
0: done instead is we've instituted community time. So Centre Court has community time a few minutes in, Mm -hmm. where if you want to go and visit with someone, you can. If you don't want to go and visit, you don't have to. I think that's a little bit more natural for both extroverts and introverts. Mm -hmm. And same with Saturday night, there's community time beforehand at the meal or afterwards at coffee and tea. West Court has different things. So we're trying to make it a little more comfortable for every different kind of personality. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we
2: don't get out of the (laughs) 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 church
0: for half an hour after the service. Uh, Okay. Number two. Being put on the spot to share. Crystal, what do you think?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's hard. I like being thinking of my things through ahead of time. Mm. Even with this podcast, we often have notes and we've talked about it through ahead of time. Whereas you go to the extra podcast and it's like... You're quickly reading that email and wow, you have to come up with it.
0: Hey, maybe yeah. that's why we do that because we're introverts and we're women and we want to be prepared.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I find I take, I'm a muller over things. Like mm. I will spend, yeah, a couple hours thinking something through sometimes if it's a big mm. deal before I want to speak about it. Yeah. Sometimes it drives my husband crazy because he's like, can't you like re- respond to this now? I'm like, well, I haven't really thought of all the facets of it. <laughs> like yeah. I need to kind of think it through. Whereas yeah. other people, I think, I don't know, speak from an ext- extrovert. Do you know like, more split second, what your opinion would be on something?
2: I do, but if I don't, it doesn't bother me. No? Like, pff, I don't know. Like, you know, but if you ask me and put me on the spot, I have no problem. But I also don't have a problem, like, verbally, like, thinking out loud. Yeah, I never, I mean? don't
1: think out loud as much. Yeah. I don't think. I think I think solitarily and then share it once I've mm-hmm. kind of got to a certain level of yeah thinking. I have a hard time processing things out loud. See, so, and I
2: respect that because I say a lot of dumb things. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. Uh, Even if we've thought about it for a yeah, while, yeah. it comes like, out in some way, and you're like, yeah. oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, what we try to do with this is we try to have training, at least in women's ministry, where we encourage people to be comfortable with silence. Hmm. Like, let's try not to put people on the spot, and let's mm-hmm. try to allow people time to think
2: because sometimes we need that time to think. Yeah. That's something that I really appreciate when you, Philly, when you teach us on those things. It's, so, it's good not to be. Be uncomfortable with that and to allow people to honestly, you know, and not to be like, oh, they don't have anything to say. Well, no, they may have something to say, but just needs a bit of time to get mm -hmm.
1: out. Yep. Yep.
0: Okay. Number three, which is worse for me is being put on the spot to pray. Oh, (laughs) this is terrible for me. I got to tell you a story. (laughs) I was at a meeting this fall and there were about 50 men in the room and three women. It's one of these pastors' conference meetings kind of thing. And beef things. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And it's great. yeah. But he got to the prayer time, and first of all, they said, okay, let's all get in a circle and hold hands. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I do not want to <laughs> hold the hands of the men strangers around me. That's just terrible. Okay, and then, okay, get over that, and you're consci- very conscientious about your sweaty hands. And, okay. And then the leader of the meeting, he said, and I would really like the sisters— to open us up in prayer. Oh my. And I'm like, oh shoot, that's going to mean me because the leader knows me and the other two women are young. And so I'm the oldest sister in the group. <laughs> and I'm thinking, no, 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 no. i don't want to pray out loud in front of everybody. <laughs> totally put on the spot. Mm-hmm. So I let some silence go and I'm like, maybe some of the other sisters
2: will fit in. So he sisters. says it
0: again. I would like the sisters <laughs> to open us up, <laughs> up in prayer. I'm like, oh. So I started. So I prayed. And I can do it, but I had to apologize to God mm. right after I finished praying, because it wasn't a prayer. It mm. was just something to sound reasonable to start the prayer time. Because right. you yeah. felt put on the spot. Yeah, absolutely. It was not actually a prayer. Did not leave the ceiling. <laughs> and it's terrible, because then I, yeah, the next people who are praying, I'm kind of talking to God myself, saying, I'm so sorry, that didn't, wasn't really a prayer, that I'm just, you know, uncomfortable and whatever. And this <laughs> <laughs> was just awful. Yeah. <laughs> so when we have like prayer week mm-hmm. and stuff here, I'll pray happily if it's a small group. Yeah. But
2: if they just say, I'd like three or four people to chime in, I'm like, mm. <laughs> no. See, and I will in that setting, like I will 95% of the time. Pray. Oh. Yeah, totally. In yeah. the big prayer in a In a bigger prayer set. I mean, if, if everyone's praying a lot, then I'll, I'll show some restraint, and I'll be like, okay, I think we got it covered, you know? I'll be <laughs> quiet. I'm so the, the opposite. I'm around. I'd
0: be like, unless they hand yeah. the microphone to me and say, Thalia, pray. It's not happening. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh. Which is,
0: again, weird, because we have to pray on stage as part of our MC mm-hmm. duties. But we know when. We know when. And
1: kind of what topics they want us yes, to cover. And, and the- I
0: prepare. Yeah. Like I pray about it in advance. I think it through. Hmm. I kind of think about my opening lines and then go from there. But it's not something that I'm willingly do on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number four, fear of being asked to share personal issues. Let's get into groups and share our struggles about,
1: Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) yikes, that fear of being vulnerable. Yeah. It takes me a a long time to be willing to do that with people. Mm -hmm. Like not like years, but I need to know that they're trustworthy and yeah, I'm not one that just spills my guts with anybody.
2: Yeah.
0: And I encourage people not to here at Northview. That's one way to help introverts is that I think we need to wait until we have those trustworthy people around us before we share the in-depth muck. Like we yeah. can share the things like, yeah, my marriage is struggling or yeah, I'm struggling with my oldest child, Yeah, but keep it very general and generic and not go into the nitty gritty yeah. until we know people are trustworthy.
1: Yeah, and we've had a lot of people say, "I don't want to come to women's ministry because I don't want to share my stuff." And we say, "Well, that's fine because we don't try and pull that out of you." Yeah, we have our studies based on the study of God's word, and if it brings up stuff that you want to share about, that's great. But we're not there to be a psychology
2: counseling no. group counseling session. So. Mm-hmm. I don't be afraid of that. I I totally I respect that, but I think in some settings it annoys me. Oh, okay. Like in a smaller setting, like in a bigger setting where you're not familiar. But I'm like, seriously, you you don't trust yet. Like, come on, you know. And so it's almost you you almost take it as an insult, Hmm. you know, Hmm. that you like you literally don't trust me enough to like let me to pray for you, and that I'm gonna like. Okay, so when would
1: you get annoyed? (laughs) So say you're at a table group for like eight weeks.
2: And then we and we were sharing prayer requests. Yeah. And you know, and I understand that there are certain things that require sensitivity um, because because of other people are involved. So you do it generally. Mm-hmm. Like I understand there's different facets to that. But when you're like every time, hey, everything's great, like, come on, really? for eight weeks you've not you've not had one thing worth praying for like you never yelled at your kids you never like <laughs> lost it at work you never like do you know what I mean there's never yeah. a moment where or like and God's like you're right in you know I mean? just like come on you know be real here and because and we're not we're not trying like there's no you don't have some perfect image yeah it's all good we're all real here. I've already spilled my guts so come on like yeah. reciprocate right And for example, so, you've worked with us for a long time. So if we didn't share major
0: things that were happening that were hurting us, you'd probably be really upset. Yeah. Because you know us by now.
2: Yeah. And especially if we were in a setting where that was where that was the setting, mm-hmm. right? So, and we're like, but I, I mean, I don't expect people to like share with me all the time, right? Like no. off the cuff or whatever. But if it's the setting and that's well, yeah. where you don't want to be overly closed. Yep. 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 But to be cautious, appropriately Yeah. Yeah. But at this, I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, I guess, and that's my, (laughs) that's the other side, right? Yeah. No, that's
0: why we're here. You're here. Yeah. So number five, when we have prayer in church, there's often this pressure to come to the front for prayer and be seen by others. And I have the guilt that I don't or won't go to the front to pray because people are staring at me and I have to walk to the front. Like that's terrifying for me. Hmm. And do you feel guilty that you're not doing it? Totally. Well, now I'm part of the prayer team, so I have to be up there. Yeah. But beforehand, I, before I was on staff, I would never go to the front.
2: Hmm. Would you go to the prayer room? I would go to the prayer room
0: because it's a little bit more private. I haven't though because I tend to have good
2: friends That's around me say, that I, I would can tend pray. To call people that yeah. I know. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Rather I'd rather pray it. with
0: someone I know than a stranger. But I would be willing. It would do be an that ongoing if... kind
2: of.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Check so if you're on an introvert
2: situation. and you don't want to go to the front, go to the prayer room.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: or you can come to the elders for prayer if that's yeah. comfortable or you yeah, can pray really with good. a leader at women's ministry you yeah. can pray with a friend in the hallway or even at your chair yeah. i've noticed sometimes at the end of the service that people are you know praying with each other yeah. Yeah. in their chairs yeah. Yeah. just side by side which is Absolutely. good yeah. which is great okay number 6 coming on stage for anything baby dedications mission reports baptism testimony so how do we work with this
1: hmm. well the baptism like i think people would be terrified to stand in front of a thousand people or whatever it is because that crowd. room is always full, right? Yeah. Worship uh-huh. center is huge on those nights. So they have it set up in the foyer. So people are there just basically talking to Dave and whoever else is there mm-hmm. into a camera. And then that's broadcast into the, fo- into the main sanctuary. So we can see it on the screen. Makes it less fearful and it makes it a little bit more, you can control the time a little bit better and get a lot of
2: people through. Yeah. So it's a great way. Yeah. I was going to say that's, they, that's an excellent way of getting around that. Cause mm-hmm. I can only imagine it is daunting, right? Yeah. That's a huge room with, yeah. and your face is on those big screens, yeah. right? Behind you and on either side of you. Yeah. Like, Yeah. It's kind of of funny. It was just for me personally, I prefer the worship center
1: because I don't have to zero in on people's faces. Uh, It's a little bit more of a blur. Yes. yes. Whereas if I'm in center court or a smaller group, like Sunday night gathering, I focus more on individual people. And sometimes I can lose my train of thought because I'll look at somebody and I'll think of something or whatever. Hmm. So the worship center, I don't mind the bigness because it's a little bit of a, yeah, I don't know. A little bit of a blur. They're this yeah, glow true. It's just this big, it's this it's like people. It's It's like a bunch
2: of zebras, right? <laughs> <laughs> <So> there's <laughs> not one. They blend together. <laughs> yeah, that's funny.
0: Um, okay, how about being part of a large gathering for church? We have a lot of people complain that, oh, I don't want to go to Northview because it's a big church and I'm an introvert. Mm.
1: Mm. Well, yeah, West Court then. Come to West Court, come to Sunday night. Even Center Court is yeah. a lot yeah. like a more, you know, a 300-ish size rather than a 1,000. Yeah, size. Mission
0: Campus. Yeah, Mission Campus is great. 200 per service. Yeah. And then I'd
1: say too, if you plug into a specific service, that's way better. Like um, I know a woman that comes, she's a single woman in her 60s, comes to the center court, always sits kind of in the same area. I know where to find her, but Mm -hmm. she's made friends with the people around her. And it's just great.
2: It is the way, and yeah. we just started going to West Court, and we love it too because even they have that courtyard right in yeah. front of the the entrance doors, and so you do you have that a little bit. And I don't like anybody from Center Court or Worship Center ever hangs out there. So literally, it's this it's own, the West Court people. It's the West Court people, and that sounds a little bit like exclude, like not. It's not exclusive. Well, it's but only it's,
0: temporary because everyone's yeah. going to get the hang of it, and then they're going
2: to come find <laughs> yeah. how good it is there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Okay, so number eight's a bit of a repeat. We get complaints about being part of a large gathering for women's ministry, like even Mm -hmm. this conference coming up or retreats or just even the fact that many of the women's ministry programs are large. So how
1: do we combat that? Well, just smaller groups within it. So we always have people at tables with Mm -hmm. table leaders, and they can move around if they're not comfortable with their group. But at least over a 10-week semester, you really get to know the eight to 10 women at your group, and you develop a little community within the larger, you're not just kind of fending for yourself every week, wondering where to sit and who to sit by. And
2: yeah, yeah, totally one of the first women's ministries that I came to. I met a group of women, and the couple of them have remained, continued to remain mm. friends That's over neat. the years. So it's really cool. Yeah. That's yeah,
0: okay. What about volunteering publicly in the spotlight? Number nine, how do we get around this?
1: Well, you can volunteer in other ways that aren't in the spotlight, so you can do ushering, lots of work in the kitchen. Um, kids ministry you don't have to be the upfront teacher you can be the person that helps with the crafts or does whatever so you can volunteer in lots of ways if you're not comfortable in that spotlight role
0: and so what people often think is that those kinds of volunteering opportunities are sort of less than and we would say absolutely not no that kitchen is the hub of our church and the hub of all departments if you're working in the kitchen or coffee ministry you are valuable Yeah. So don't think that any of the behind the scenes are less than valuable. No, No, absolutely. All the
1: tech work, really important. Totally. And even like for the people work, but the people that are more comfortable with smaller groups, like Mm -hmm. I know the youth leaders, they want those people that are more introverted that would rather take two or three teens aside and have a great in-depth conversation. Mm -hmm. They don't need every youth leader to be on the stage doing the crazy drama skits. Mm -hmm. They want the ones that are going to give that solid time to the kids. And kids, especially teenagers, all of us love... Someone yeah. taking an interest in us, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a so. perfect
0: segue to number 10. Oh, okay, <laughs> good, thank you. The fear of large groups for youth group. Right. Uh, a lot yeah. of parents are know that their kids are introverted and they don't want to send them to our youth groups, whether it's middle school or high school, because they're so large. So how do we get around that? And you just mentioned a couple.
1: Yeah, so they have definitely leaders with different gifting and skills. So some leaders that'll be more one-on-one and some that'll be large group. And then they have during the month, it broken up into the large group nights and then the community group nights, which are just their grade groups. And then within the community groups, they even have small core groups, which are just like five to eight kids, I think. Of the same gender. Of the same Mm -hmm. gender. Yeah. So, I mean, even if your kid just wants to come to the core group every week and then slowly they might make the courage to do the community group, which is a bit bigger. And then once they know 20 to 30 people comfortable, then it's no big deal going into the large group.
2: Yeah. It's funny. I've noticed that even for my eight-year-old. Yeah. He... He does not like big groups and it's hard for him sometimes. So, for I have to be intentional to help him build one on one relationships with other families and some of his peers that come to the church. And only until those relationships start developing does he get comfortable, right? Yeah. Because so he's like want, a little he... island moving around because he doesn't really know anybody mm-hmm. and it's hard for him to meet people. So when he goes into a a Northview kids class, he
1: Mm -hmm. wants to know that he has one or two buddies in there. Yeah. To feel comfortable in that group. Yeah. And when he doesn't.
2: So if we move to, if we come to the 1115, he actually gets quite upset because he doesn't, he doesn't know his teacher. He doesn't, he's not confident that he's going to know somebody in one of the classrooms. So it's really hard for him. And as a parent, you can push him because he's only eight, right? Well, sorry, dude, you know we slept in today, but we still want to go to church. Right. So, um, yeah. And it's, I mean, he ended up, I'm like, it's going to be fine. And you get there and he had a great time. Right. Cause he has great teachers. Right. Yeah. So it's all good, but it is a, it is a struggle for him. And so as a parent, I have to be intentional to help him. Yeah. Sort that out. Yeah. 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 That's cool.
0: Okay, well, that's it for our podcast today. I'll put myself on the spot to
2: pray for our <laughs> there <we> listeners. Go. <laughs> I won't put you guys sisters. on the spot. Although you're I you're not going to do it. Oh, you could do it to me. No <laughs> I could do it to Nancy, but I'll
0: put myself on the spot. Lord, you are a creative God, and you have created each one of us fearfully and wonderfully made, and you know us inside and out. Lord, I pray that we would feel that and that we would know that. And that we would not use any of our labels as excuses, but instead, Lord, we would want to get to know you more and want to get to know your church more and the people there. Lord, help us to plug in, whether that's a small group at Women's Ministry, whether that's a community group, whether it's some way, help us to get connected into your church so that we grow in relationship with you and relationship to others. Lord, we need you. So we ask all this in your name. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining us. Have a great week.